Hey guys, and thanks for stopping by the Unmother and Unbother podcast. Unpopular opinions on mother-daughter relationships for the woman looking to go from unmothered to unbothered. I am Precious Detina, childhood trauma survivor and generational curse breaker that decided to release the anger and resentment I had towards my mother through forgiveness so that I could heal old wounds and live a thriving life. I am here to stand in the gap and affirm the feelings of women that feel alone and are made to feel guilty when discussing toxic mother-daughter relationships. As your host, I share stories and actionable steps to help you go from trauma to triumph. This is the Unmother and Unbothered Podcast. What's up, guys, and welcome back. It has been a while. I have been on a hiatus, but I am back. I am so excited to bring some new content, some new information, to roll out a few new initiatives, some new branding, and to just hear what you guys got going on and to share what I have going on. I'm really excited about the next few episodes that I will be releasing because I had time to really marinate on the word, you know, and just kind of look through all of my research and to get a real, real understanding of what's going on and wrap my mind about around some of these concepts. So today I am going to speak to you about emotional manipulation. We've all heard of it and we have actually all seen so many different variations of it, even if you do not know that's what you were witnessing the signs are crazy. The things that people do, we don't even realize that we are being emotionally manipulated. So let's jump right in. So emotional manipulation is basically when someone uses mind games to make you question yourself, make you question your sanity, make you question your facts, make you question situations and incidences and things that take that have taken place. Um, the point of it is for the manipulator to gain power. They want to control someone. They want to control people. And the signs are often so subtle that we don't realize that we're being emotionally manipulated. Or we see the signs, but we don't realize what they're doing exactly and the, and the intent behind the action. So let's see. Um, let's look into these signs. So the first sign would be twisting facts. So that's basically when a manipulator alters the truth to confuse you. They exaggerate things so that they become the victim and they downplay their role in like mess. So an example of that would be if a manipulator would say something like, you know, all I did was like ask a question and she just went off on me. It really hurt me. I have no idea like why she responded to me that way. And so in that situation, the manipulator was probably an instigator, probably did something passive um, that was passive aggressive, probably um, had a hand in it on the back end, you know, through the stone and hit their hands. But then on the front end, they're going to twist the facts. They're going to alter the truth. They want you to be confused and they want to then play the victim. They did something to make you snap like that. But then they're going to just like, oh my God, just ask a question. Like, what's the problem? We know people like that. Uh, sign number two is intellectual bullying. It's when they act like they know what they're doing and try to school you on something. Um, and then what they eventually do is like overwhelm you on purpose to confuse you. And they'll say things like, 
I know this is over your head, but let me just explain it. Or um, let, let, me, um, let me explain it to you again. I'm going to go a little slower so that you get it. Really, in all actuality, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to get something done. But in order for them to um, bully you, you know, because what we know about bullies is bullies really have their own shortcomings. They have their own insecurities. And so they try to make other people feel bad because it makes them feel better. So intellectual bullying is when you don't know what the hell you're talking about. And you're going to bully me to try to make me feel like I don't know what I'm talking about. And like you have to go slow with me and speak um, slowly so that I get it. But really, no, you don't get it. All right, another sign would be what we would call bureaucratic bullying. So if you ask them questions that may highlight their flaws or their shortcomings, what they'll do is try to make it look like you can't handle the work yourself. They'll try to discourage you so that they are not exposed. Example, they'll say something like, this will be too hard for you. I would really just thought while you're ahead. So you may work on a project with a coworker and you go to them and ask them how to put together a presentation that may include data or um, some type of a graph or chart or how to in, incorporate Excel and, and use formulas in an Excel spreadsheet. They may not know how to work Excel. They may not know how to function when it comes to putting in certain formulas so that the Excel spreadsheet works for itself, right? So what they'll do is say, no, that, listen, this seems like you're asking, you know, about this. No, I think this is too hard for you. You know, let's just not, you probably should quit while you're ahead because clearly you can't handle this. When it's not that you can't handle it, it's that they don't have an answer for you. They don't know what they're doing, you know, and so they don't want to have their flaws highlighted. You don't know that when you ask them about something or Excel or presentation, you don't know that they don't know how to do it and that it may highlight their flaws because that's not your intent. So they just try to make it seem like, hey, you can't really handle it because you're asking me. So just let it go. That way, they'll never have to exhibit to you. They'll never have to show you. and They'll never have to let you know that they don't know how to use Excel, if that makes sense. Um, four, the fourth sign, make you feel guilty for expressing your concerns or asking questions or, you know, suggestions. This is because they want to control all the decisions. So if you are in any situation, I mean, we all ask questions, we all express concerns and, and make suggestions, but an emotional manipulator may say to you, you know what, um, you don't trust me? Do you trust me? Because it seems like you don't even trust me. I mean, you're asking all of these questions. You're giving suggestions on better ways to do it. You you need to trust me. You don't. You know what I mean? And then if it depends on the relationship you have with the person, you may be like, no, 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 that's not it. I'm just, and then you, you kind of backtrack, you know, but they do that on purpose because they don't want you to make suggestions. They want to be in control of everything, right? So that's what that is about. Five, diminish your problems and play up theirs. If you bring up a problem, they bring up theirs. Oh my God, this is a pet peeve of mine. I, and what's funny is I found myself doing it. Sometimes I still do. Never with malicious intent. Never with intent to downplay things. Usually when I do it, well, really all the time, when I do it, 
I do it to try to relate. But what I realize is it comes off as I am trying to um, diminish your problems. So it would be something like, um, for example, if they may say, hey, you know, be thankful that, that you have your mother in your life at all because my mom died when I was a baby. You know, so it's like you may go to them and say, my mom, this and that, our relationship, blah, blah, blah. And it's an issue for you in your life. It's bothering you. It's toxic. I want to work on it. And they'll say, well, you need to be happy that you even have your mom because I don't have mine. Um, or they may say something like, um, that's nothing. You know, I had to, I had the flu and strep throat. You just had the flu. I had flu and strep and it's done in a malicious way. We all have done this to some degree, but it's the intent behind it. If I do something like this, it's always in an effort to make you feel like you're not alone. It's never because I don't want you to get your um, pat on the back or people to feel bad for you. Like I want to shift the attention. That's never what it is. But it definitely comes across that way to some people. So I watch that now. I don't do that. I just let people have, you know, their say. So there are examples of which I've been talking to people and friends in the past. And I may talk about my mom and our relationship. And I have been told things like, well, my mom's dead. You know, you need to just appreciate. And although I have empathy for you because you lost your mom, that really doesn't have anything to do with the issues I'm having with mine. And I don't allow people to make me feel guilty because my mom is still here and their mom may not be. A lot of times people think that that means you should just tolerate anything and you should take whatever. And I'm sorry, but it doesn't really work that way. I am grateful and I I feel very blessed to, to have my mom here to have a chance to work on it. But that doesn't mean I'm never going to express my, um, feelings of disdain or um, feelings of frustration or anger towards her just because your mom may not be here you know I, I just don't agree with that number six they like to put you down but disguise it as humor mm, I don't play this either they'll say things like uh you know it's a joke like you know but really they're planting seeds of doubt so They'll say something like, um, like, let's say you share with them a personal story of a breakup or, you know, maybe your boyfriend or your spouse cheated or something like that. And then they'll come back another time and say, well, girl, yeah, that's so funny, girl. Uh -huh. No wonder your man cheated, girl. Just playing, girl. Um, no, ma'am. I don't play that. You know what I mean? So it's like you already feel some kind of way about being cheated on you already have insecurities about it it already hurts your feelings so why would you use that as a joke because it's not really a joke you are using the opportunity to disguise you putting me down and and as a joke so that you can plant seeds of doubt so that you can now I'm focused I'm like <laughs> but I'm thinking like is that why he cheated on me don't let it happen guys do not let it happen so there are a few more um signs but hold please for a little break and i'll be right back so i know i'm not alone when i say that i feel absolutely naked without wearing any jewelry so i love my classic hoop and i wear hoops all the time but there's a time when i want something different i want something unique and i want something stylish and that's where Gemini Fly comes in. So Gemini Fly is a handmade jewelry line 
that has something for everybody. So whether your style is big and bold or minimal and meaningful, Gemini Fly has something to fit your personality. All of the jewelry is designed and shipped out by Ginger, who happens to be my sis. So if you want to check out her jewelry, I need you to go to GeminiFly.com. GeminiFly is F-L-Y-I-I.com. And guess what? I got a secret code that I'm sharing with you today. So just use the word precious and receive 15% off your first order. That's GeminiFly.com. All right, I'm back with sign number seven. Emotional manipulators will always try and one-up you. So if you're happy, they take your joy. So an example would be like, oh, wow, you know, you're raised. You got a raise that's dope. Like, that's amazing. But Joe was actually promoted or I was actually promoted. You just got a raise, but I moved to a completely different position. If you're sad, they make their situation sadder. Like, you know, I'm sorry your uncle died, but at least your uncle didn't have kids. My uncle died and left two kids behind. So that's pretty bad. Your uncle just died. He didn't even have kids. You know, like, it's like, what? Like, shut up. What are you talking about? But we all know people that do this. Well, your uncle died. Damn, that's messed up. My uncle and my grandma died. I'm like, nobody asked you. You know, like, we're not talking about you and your uncle and your grandma right now. We're talking about what I have going on. Allow people time to feel what they're feeling. Let them get it out. It's not your time. If you want to discuss it another time, okay. But recognize these signs, guys. Sign number eight is criticize you in an effort to lower your self-perception. Often project their insecurities onto you. And they'll say things like, all you do is eat. Like, why are you always eating? Or that dress really makes you look thirsty out here. Like, you probably shouldn't wear that dress because you just look super thirsty. They know that you probably look good in that dress. And they know that they may not look as good. So they want you to feel like you don't look good in it. So that you don't wear it. Because they can't wear the dress. You know what I'm saying? Projecting insecurities onto you. That's not always the case. But a lot of times, that's the case. Oh, if, if I can't wear it, mm-mm, I don't want to wear it now. I want to get that attention. That is them criticizing you in an effort to lower your perception of yourself. And they're just going to try to project their insecurities on you. Nine, they play your insecurities against you. They want to upset you. And it's mostly done during like critical times. So let's say you have to give a speech and they know that you don't like big crowds. So instead of them saying, you got this, it's it's all good, don't worry, you know, just focus on me, I'll be in the crowd. No, they want to play on your insecurities and they want them to work against you. So they'll say something like, damn, that's a big old crowd, man. I see why you nervous. I'll be nervous too. Now, that is not going to help. A true friend wouldn't do that. That is not going to help. Their goal is for you to still feel real, real insecure. They want you to be nervous because they want you to do bad. They don't want you to do anything that's going to make you look better than them. And finally, number 10, they love them guilt trips. They love to give you ultimatums. They like to target emotional weaknesses with like dramatic 
you know, dramatic statements, these dramatic things. Like, if you break up with me, I'm going to kill myself. Or if you don't take me to Hawaii, that means that you're cheating on me and you don't love me. Like, I want to go to Hawaii. You can afford it. You can take time off work. You must not love me. Come on now. Now that, come on, we do know. Well, why won't you just buy me this big engagement ring, the one that I want? Don't you love me? That is emotional manipulation. (laughs) It's emotional manipulation. Don't fall for it, people. These signs can be just interchangeable with romantic relationships, your colleagues and co-workers, or the toxic mother-daughter relationships. We see it all the time. It's very important for you to know yourself. It's very important for you to take control of how people treat you and what you respond to. You don't want to react. You want to respond. People like this, they can't win. Their goal will not be accomplished if you do not allow them that access. That's why I wanted to give some signs. It's way more things. Um, I jotted down that um, they people that are passive aggressive. Now, I cannot stand, and I know it's some of y'all out there, and I'm sorry, I cannot stand passive aggressive people. Passive aggressive people keep your butt, I ain't gonna say what I wanna say, away from me because you make me wanna punch you in your face. You know why? Because you will do things to really, 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 really upset people, right? Passively. Because basically, okay, passive like it, it, passive aggression is when someone is angry or upset with you. They, they there's a problem there, but they don't confront you. They don't come directly to you. They do things, little things, to let you know that they're upset, and they know that it will upset you. And they're doing it to address how they feel instead of addressing it head on. And then what happens with them? This is why I don't like them. I don't want them around me. Is They know what they're doing and what they'll do is um, when you react and go off, it's like you're crazy. What are you talking about? I didn't even do anything. That's not what I meant. Well, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Well, that's just what you think. That's your problem. I didn't mean anything by it. And you'll know. You're like, I know you. I know you did that on purpose. I know you said this on purpose. There's somebody in my life right now that is upset at me because I don't reach out to them as much as they want. And so they're using my best friend. So they're reaching out to my best friend and like sending messages and text and like things like that. My best friend asked me about it and I said, oh, she's she's being passive aggressive. Like that has nothing to do with you. She knows that you and I are very close. She knows that you and I speak way more than I speak to her. And so what she's trying to do is upset me by trying to like reach out and befriend you. And it doesn't work because I already get it. Plus, My best friend has already blocked you now. So you don't even know that your efforts are futile. But stuff like that pisses me off. Because if I were to say something, the response I would get would be, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I send her stuff sometimes all or or, or all the time. Like, I I just thought she needed to hear it. But, like, I know what you're doing, right? So passive um, aggression is dangerous. So that's just, like, one of the examples that... I wrote and jot, I just jotted down at the bottom of my page, um, backhanded compliments when people, it's like, girl, you cute for a dark girl. You like, um, thank you. I mean, thank you for a dark girl, I guess. You know, that's a backhanded like compliment. 
for your size, you really wearing them pants. For my size, I look good for my size. You know, those are backhanded compliments. So I could go on and on and on, but I just wanted to drop a few little um, tidbits and signs for you to be able to recognize when you are being emotionally manipulated. So I hope you guys enjoyed and I will talk to you later. Okay, guys, you've just listened to another episode of Unmothered and Unbothered. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did enjoy making it. If you did enjoy it, please leave me a rating and a review in iTunes. Head over to IG and follow me at Unmothered Unbothered Podcast. I also have a Facebook page. Please go like and follow the Unmothered and Unbothered Podcast. And please feel free to join the private Unmothered and Unbothered group within that Facebook page. If you need me for anything else, you can always email me at unmotheredandunbothered at gmail.com.